Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Championship Roundtable. Today we're going to be looking at head to the playoff final, which is of course going to be between Reading and Huddersfield Town. Today I'm joined by a fan of either club. If you guys just want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, I'm Ben. I am a Huddersfield Town fan. My Twitter is at TerriusTV underscore YT. I'm Simeon. I'm at Bucks Royal on Twitter. Um, I'm a Reading fan. I write for the Tarvest End blog on uh, the internet as well. Thanks so much for joining us again, guys. Uh, I just want to start off the semi-finals. That seems like a, a good place to, to start the podcast. Um, Reading obviously got through first, so we'll start with you, Simeon. What were your thoughts on, on the, the, the semi-finals on a whole, and did, did you think that your team deserved to get through? I think we just about deserved to edge it. Um, I thought we had a really good game, game plan that worked really well against Fulham uh, in terms of nullifying how good they were as much as... Um, making sure we were good. Um, very nervy two legs. Um, game plan worked very well. Uh, Ali Al-Habsi had to be brilliant in the second leg to uh, keep their front line at bay. But um, overall, I'm very pleased we managed to get through and I think we deserved it. Was there anything that surprised you about the tie or, or how Stam approached it? Because I, I, I thought he got his tactics spot on and it seemed like the, the sort of knockout element to the game which hasn't been the case in the championship really played to his strengths as a manager I imagined him to be a little bit more negative in the second tie and a bit more defensive but I was surprised by how much we did it um, particularly in the second half we just absolutely parked the bus and didn't seem, seem to have any interest in uh, getting at Fulham um, but yeah I'm very happy we did because it was very effective yeah, and just coming on to the second semi-final with you now, Ben, of uh, a Yorkshire derby against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, a team that Huddersfield haven't had a great amount of success against in the last few years. You didn't win either game, but in the second leg especially, you were definitely the better team and you managed to get through on penalties. Do you think you deserve to go through and what sort of impressed you about Huddersfield across the two games? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty impressed by the way we got, went through. I think we did deserve it, but... Um... I was sat when we when went one nil down. I was just stood there like this is going to get worse and worse, because the way the game was panning out after Fletcher scored, Sheffield Wednesday had the ten fifteen minutes when they're all over us. But when we brought on Colin Quanner, he changed the game. Which in when we played against Wolves and we put him out wide when we consolidated his playoff position, he was the worst player on the pitch when he came on. But credit to him, he came on. He he, he just run. He run and run and run, and he created the goal, which was Lee's own goal. But I'm actually really surprised that we won on penalties, considering what about four penalties this season and scored about two. Yeah, for for me, in that tie, I thought Aaron Moy was was very very good. 
And there's been a lot of rumours linking him to other clubs uh, and there's been rumours about him potentially staying on at Huddersfield. What's your take on him, his performance? And is he a player that you want to uh, see stay at Huddersfield regardless of which division you're in next season? I mean, he's vital to the team. He's, the, he's literally like the, him and Hogg are the heartbeat of the team. But I think if we do go up, I think we could, should, bet, should get back all our, all our loan signings, make them permanent. But I think Moy, I think Moy's, if you look at Moy, he's 26 now, he won't get into the City team. I, I don't think he's going to get in the City team. Ahead of all, Gundogan, who's going to be coming back, Silva, De Bruyne, he's not going to get in that team. And it's just a waste of time being on the bench all the time there when he can come and get first team football at a club that he already knows. But I've seen, I've seen the, saw on the United States being linked with Brighton, but if we go up at that, I can't see him going to Brighton at all. But I think I think we need to. He's, he was brilliant against Sheffield Wednesday, but in the mid season, he was just a bit. He was a bit below par, and he, since we've had we've had a few week off, he's been he's come back and he's showing what it was like at the start of the season. Absolutely brilliant player. Yeah, just looking ahead to, to the final on Monday now, I, I've just had a, a look at uh, the results this season and they're both very tight games, a 1-0 win apiece. Do you think it's going to be a similar sort of game in the final? Very tight, very little little between the two teams and it could be that maybe that one moment or that one player to step up and win it. Uh, do you think that's a fair sort of assessment of how this game might go, Simeon? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would definitely be a tight game. Neither side will want to concede the first goal, which I think could really be what it comes down to um, and as you've seen from the two games when we've played Huddersfield it's been separated by very tight margins uh, the first game at the Medeski was perhaps decided by the red card to Van La Perra as much as the the uh, the goal that we managed to score um, so if you get that kind of big moment in the final I think that could be really what so was it yeah, Ben, do you think that's fair? Was there anything else that we could sort of gain from the two matches against the two teams this season? Well, I think at the Majerski, I've got to agree with Simeon there, the, the red card did change the game. It was should be violent on the part to get sent off. But I think we should, we should have easily got a point out of that game, if not three, because in the second half, we're all over Reading. And in the, in the, sec, in the return fixture at the John Smith Stadium, we played well then and got the win. So I think it's going to be a really tight game. Yeah, they're, they're two teams that like to possess the ball. A similar case f- for you, Simeon, as it was against Fulham. You know, you've come up, you're going to face two teams that also like to possess the ball. Do you think which team do you think is more likely to sort of dominate dominate the possession on uh, Monday? Do you think Reading will take a similar approach to how they did against Fulham and sort of maybe let them have the ball a little bit more and stay compact and look to counter? Yeah, I don't think we'll try and keep the ball too much. Really, I think we'll be quite cautious about doing that. Um, because of Huddersfield's pressing game, um, particularly when the ball goes to the full-backs, they'll really try and aggressively press and try and win the ball back in our third. So I think we'll be a little bit wary about trying to keep the ball too much because it could play us into a bit of danger. Um, so I don't think it'll be our usual game, to be honest. Yeah, the thing about the first leg of, of your semi-final was that... Um, there was so much pressing going on. I was watching it, and it was probably the the best game for pressing I've seen in the championship this season. And, and for me, Huddersfield are better than, than both Fulham and, uh, and Reading at doing that. So th- this is going to be 
a very tiring of uh, tiring match for all the players in the, on the pitch. There's going to be nothing left on it. And do you think that Huddersfield have the edge on, on sort of dominating the game, Ben? Do you think do you agree with Simeon and that you will have most of the ball on Monday? I think it really depends on in from the from the. It's going to depend on the first ten minutes because against Fulham, when we played them at our place, we dominated the first ten minutes, and it's about not slacking off that that ten minutes like when we went one nil against Fulham. It's, it's the majority case with town when we we press from the minute go, we get on the up and we sit back and we can't we can't sit back most of the time. Sometimes it works, most of the time it doesn't. And I think we I think if Reading if we do press Reading will sit back with the ball and try and counter attackers, which will probably work. But I'm, I think I think we will dominate possession for parts of the game. But when I think. Reading will be more tired than us if they start chasing the ball because Town have got a really fit team like we do like two training sessions, and we Town also train on the so when 24 hours before the game they train from three will five or seven forty five one nine forty five. Yeah, just in terms of how you expect uh, both teams to line up, we'll start with Reading on this one. Do you think that uh, Stam is going to go with the three at the back system again for this game? I think it could depend on uh, whether or not we've got Jordan Abita back because he's the only real uh, specialist left wing back. Um, I know we managed to, uh, well, he got injured against Fulham in that uh, first leg of the semi-final. And then in the second leg, we played Tyler Blackett there, who's more of a kind of a left-sided centre-back. He did an okay job, but it'll be interesting to see if Stam either goes for him, it might have to go for him if Abita isn't available. But if a beater is back, uh, I expect him to come back in and us to keep the back three. Uh, probably with Thiago Elori in that back three as well, who would only be making his second start, but we'd have to because of a lack of Paul McShane because of that uh, first leg when he got sent off. Yeah, and, uh, and for you, Ben, do you think that Huddersfield will stick with the same team that, that beat Sheffield Wednesday in, in the second leg? Or do you think there I could think, be changes made? Because you mentioned Colin Kwana earlier and he, he did come on and have quite a big impact. Do you think that there's a chance that maybe he'll start this game or do you think he'll remain on the bench and be used as an impact? I think, well, it depends. <laughs> Wagner said in his press conference today that, that um, Kachunga, he got, when he pulled up, when he went into that challenge on the halfway line against Sheffield Wednesday, he, put, he pulled up and... He said, Wagner said, if he's back in training by Sunday, he and he's, there's no problems, he'll play. But and also, we no Casey Palmer's back in full training, but nobody knows if he's going to start or not or be on the bench. So hopefully, hopefully, say if Chunga's out, Quanner will start and have Palmer on the bench, and it'll be and it'll be absolutely, it'll be a massive boost having Palmer back in the team. Are you slightly concerned at all by Reading's formation if they did go three at the back because it is a completely different sort of setup to go against? And in the three matches they played Fulham this season with that formation, they they caused Fulham so many problems and Fulham didn't get the space to play their football and it could be the same problems for Huddersfield. Just, is, is that a concern going into the match or do you think that with sort of over a week and a half to prepare for the game, Wagner would have sorted something out and he, he will have a maybe a, a slightly different game plan going into this one against the, the different system? I don't know really because he's had the team away in Portugal. I think they'll have sat down and looked at Reading's team. I think I'm not sure if Reading actually did Reading play free. I'm not sure if Reading played free at the back against Reading. 
I mean, you know, Reading played the three against the back against us when we beat them one nil at our place, and that was a really strong performance from us. So I'm not too sure, really. I think I think we will. I think nothing will really change. I think we just take everything as it comes at us. Yeah, that's that is that is a good approach. I, I, it's difficult in a final to, to. Some think it's a lot down to tactical tactical plans. Some think it's down to the occasion who steps up. It, it's impossible to sort of plan for that one game. And we saw in the Europa League final last night. It, it's it's not all about playing good football. It's sometimes about dealing with the occasion and doing what's required to win. Which do you think your team is? is do you think you have players that are able to deal with that occasion? I think we will. Yeah, I think well. If you look at our team, Danny Ward's Danny Wall, played in the Euros. Tommy Smith has played in a few big games. Heffley's played in front of 30,000 every week in German third division at Dynamo Dresden. Schindler's played for 1860 Munich in, front, in the Atlantis Arena. Chris Love has played in Chris Love has played in front of Kaiserslautern where they pretty much fill their ground. There's Whitehead, who used to play for Stoke, they used to get full, more or less full grounds when he played. Moyes played for Australia in continental games. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of big, we've got a lot of players who know the atmosphere and could step up. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, is that the case for uh, Reading? Do you think you, your squad would deal with the occasion fine and, and, and be quite happy to play at Wembley? I know Ali Al Hapsi's won, won the FA Cup with uh, Wigan. Uh, do, you, do you think you're... Because it is quite a young squad at Reading. That, that's my one concern looking at that. There's a lot of young players that, that maybe don't have the experience that, that some of the, the hardest field players have. There are some young players, but there's also some really key um, experienced heads in there as well. Jan Kermigan, who's 35, Ali Hapsi, as you mentioned, 35 as well, who've both been around the block, so they've done pretty much everything in the game. Um, so you will be expecting them to drag the rest of the team through the difficult parts of the match. But also Yapstam as well, because he has that really big game experience as a player. Um, for AC Milan, he's been in Champions Leagues and all of this. He's got that important experience that he can pass on to the younger players and try to get them through the occasion as well. So that could be a really big boost. I'm not sure what David Wagner's like in terms of his playing career. I'm sure he'll have good ways of getting Huddersfield to adapt. But I think in that sense, Yapstam has a slight edge. Yeah, I know David Wagner had quite a, a career of the United States and Borussia Dortmund but as you say Stan was one of the best centre-backs in the world and this this is the sort of occasion that suits him down to the ground uh, and in a final it, you know it's, it's famously said it's it's not you don't play a final you win a final and, and Sam has that experience that that winning mentality I think is dragged Reading through more than any anything on the on the training field has it's it's Stan's ways uh, as his experience in, in football has really helped it, the interesting dynamic about this final for me is that both teams have gone throughout the gone through the season being written off and 
they've been underdogs. Both were tipped to, to be at the bottom of the league at the start of the season. They both finished, I think, at 17th and 19th respectively last year. So, you know, it, it's very interesting to see which team's going to take on that favourites tag. Just looking at the, the odds and the a lot of the, the sort of articles about the final, it does seem Huddersfield have been given that slight edge and like being favoured, uh, are the favourites going into the game? Do you think that's a worry for you, Ben? Do you think that maybe with all the expectation on the players, it's a different dynamic to what you've had throughout the rest of the season in your semi-final side. It's, it's completely different for the players. Do you think they'll be able to handle that fine? Well, I think we are still the underdog. Wagner said it all season. I mean, I talked about last last week about the Terry spirit. I mean, all of them are just going to focus on it. It's one more game. It's time to make new heroes. They won't be faced by it that much. So I think it, I, they won't really look at we, us being the favourites because I don't think we're the favourites. I think Reading should be the favourites for, fin, for finishing third in the league. Whereas like Fulham, Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday are both in great form. But I think where the fear is because Sheffield Wednesday is a much greater team than Fulham in the players that they've got, but also Fulham had great form. So it's not it's not a case of who's going to be the favourite. It's a case of who steps up, who's got the bottle. It's like like I said, it's it's a totally different competition. It's the playoffs. It's not about it's not going on who's got the best form. It's whoever play, turns up and plays the best football. I could not agree more with what you just said. That I think it's it's completely down to what happens on the day. Just just the, the same sort of vibe. Do you, uh, Simeon, do you think that Reading, the way they've been rated off the season, they'll go into this game sort of with nothing to lose, and, and that could be a good thing. I, it's the same for Huddersfield. Both teams have have nothing to lose in this final. Whereas sometimes, like last year, Hull probably needed to get promoted more so um, than Sheffield Wednesday. Because of the finances and stuff, it's it's not it's not the case this time. It's two clubs that that have nothing to lose, and that can only make for a good final. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can have proper underdogs in this kind of game. Sorry, you can't have proper favourites in this kind of game because both teams are similar in that they finished very low last season, seventeenth and nineteenth, and then have taken the league by surprise um, with very new managers and very bold styles of play. The whole idea of favourites and and underdogs is just some, to be honest, it's just something that the pundits make up to try and give the, the game a bit of a story about it. So, to be honest, I think it could come down to which team can manage those expectations. The I, I don't think there's too much pressure on Huddersfield. Maybe they're slight favourites, but I don't think there's any real consensus about it. No, I think that's fair. Uh, just just moving on to the game itself, which which players do you sort of fear from the opposition? Are there any any players you you're sort of uh, that think you think could cause problems for you uh, on on the opposite team? We'll start with you on this one, Ben. Kermigan, he he's a very exciting player. I think Ali Alabsi also scares me because we're we're not the best team at scoring goals. We we have struggled to score goals, and I think. Gareth McCleary is another one who is very exciting when he's playing. Also, John, John Swiss plays. He did have a good game against us when he played for Brentford last season. Yeah, the same, same question to you, Simeon. Which sort of Huddersfield uh, town players are you worried about going into this fixture? Aaron Moy and Naki Wells, to be honest. Aaron Moy is similar to Tom Kearney from, uh, from Fulham in his ability to 
influence the game creatively from deep in a variety of different positions. So if we don't close him down and we don't have a game plan to deal with him specifically, we could really struggle in the game. I trust us to do that. I trust Stam to come up with a way of trying to nullify that. But obviously it's easier said than done on paper. Um, as for Naki Wells, over the last couple of seasons, he scores against us in pretty much every game. He's that thorn in our side and he always comes back to to nick a goal at some stage. Um, so Sod's luck is that he scores on Monday, to be honest. And he's the one I'm worried about. Are there any injuries uh, or suspensions that you've got to contend with ahead of, ahead of the game? For Reading, Paul McShane definitely can't play because he's still at the second game of his three-match ban. And also Jordan Abita is kind of... A, at the moment, he looks maybe about 50-50. Uh, Stan was very coy uh, this morning in his press conference as to whether or not he'll be available. That will probably be a late secret that he reveals. Um Elsewhere, nothing major. Yeah, we've got Pachunga, who's a bit like a beater touch and go. If he trains on Sunday, he should be fine for the game. And also, Casey Palmer's been back in full. He's been on when the team's been away to Portugal with the families on the training camp. And hopefully we'll see him because he'll be a massive boost to our squad. I think he got injured against Leeds when he pulled his hamstring and he hasn't been back since. So and he's back in full training now, so... Could be a sign of him coming back and being on the bench and hopefully becoming the hero. Yeah, I, I, it, before the semi-final, we, we discussed Danny Ward briefly and he, he was, of course, suspended for the first leg and then in the second leg he came back and, and performed those heroics in the penalty shootout. Do you think that, do you have a lot more confidence in him now? Because it, you were slight, there was a few doubts before the, before the semi-final. I, I totally eat my words from what I said in the in <laughs> other week. I mean... When it, I was like, oh, brilliant, Ward's starting. And then he saved them pen, penalties. I'm like, how has he done that? Like, when we've had, I think we, he hasn't said, he hasn't saved the penalty all season. The only one to save a penalty is, I think it's Coleman against Birmingham when Jutovic got his save by him. But honestly, he's, he, oh, the whole team are brimming with confidence now. It's two hundred million pounds that we could win either team. It's going to be massive. Yeah, just just how important is it that your team wins this game? I I know in the past that there's been different things lying on it. For me, I think Reading are more established than Huddersfield, and you know we could talk all about the, the progress made on the Stam and Wagner now, but it it's it's sometimes difficult for clubs to sustain it, especially when other clubs come looking because it, whichever club doesn't go up, I feel like their manager could could be a target for other other championship clubs or even lower Premier League clubs. How important is it that, that your team wins this game? Uh, we'll start with you on this one, Simeon. Um, hard to tell, really. I think it's it, it shouldn't, in theory, be too important um, because we're supposedly a, a kind of a three- to four-year plan to get into the Premier League. We were not expecting to be doing this well um, this quickly. We're more expecting... A promotion push in a couple of years to be honest um, but with such a good season as this the expectations get a lot higher and if we do lose it could be a big problem in terms of keeping people like uh, Liam Moore and John Swift on the pitch and yep Stam off it um, that's the one thing that I really worry about if Stam's head could be could be turned he said today that he doesn't want to leave 
whether we uh, go up or uh, don't go up. Um, but if a Premier League club comes in over the summer, it'll be hard for him to say no, I would have thought. Yeah, the, the interesting thing with Reading is weren't you taken over during during the second leg of your semi-final or something like that? So there could be excitement at the club even if you lose this game because you've got a new direction. What what are those new owners like? Do you, have you have you read up about them? What do you think their their plans are for the club? So it's a Chinese uh, brother and sister duo, uh, a guy called Dai Yongge and a lady called Dai Zhu Lui. Um, I think the brother owns a club over in China, uh, Beijing Renhei, and the sister owns a, uh, or at least part, part owns a club in Belgium, in the second tier. Um, they're very, very rich, uh, definitely billionaires, and have a lot of money to put in. And they've already talked about uh, upgrading the stadium, the training facilities, and hopefully putting some money into the into the playing staff as well, which they've already done. Actually, they uh, made a loan back in January a couple of months before the takeover was even finished. Um, so hopefully, even if we don't go up, the uh, stability and the financial clout that we have from from then should be uh, enough to keep Stan here. Yeah, how, how important is it for Huddersfield, Ben, to, to get up this season? Because I've, it, it seems like all season long that, that the media have been talking about Wagner and have been linking him to other jobs. And there's a lot of open vacancies at the moment. Do you think it's important that you win this game? Because sometimes when everything goes in your favour, like it has done, Huddersfield have done excellent this season. Everything has gone well. Everything's gone to plan. And it can be sometimes be difficult to replicate that. Do you think it's important that you win this game to get into the Premier League for the first time in your history? I think well, if one to keep Wagner, then yes, because he's made his he's made his ambitions clear. If a Premier League team comes for him, he will go. At the end of the season, like he said, his press conference today, so I'm not here to speculate rumours. But don't forget the German clubs, apparently Leverkusen and Dortmund have been going round him. So even if we do go up, I, would, I mean, if I were at town and went up, I would definitely go up to Borussia Dortmund. But I think with town out of the four playoff teams, the only one to be not be in the Premier League, I think it'd be more of an incentive for us to go and get into the Premier League. It just be it just be absolutely brilliant, but we've sold thirty nine. I think we sold thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine thousand for Wembley, and I think we've had new fan, well, obviously there's quite a few new fans, and they will start. They might start getting on the team's back if we start passing it around the back, which we, is our game plan. But some of them, some people who haven't watched much of our games this season, we like to play the ball around the back, and it it could get can get a bit frustrating and boring at times. So I hope the new fans don't get on his back. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I, I think that, that at the moment, the, the money in the Premier League is ridiculous. And next season, Middlesbrough, Sunderland and Hull will all have a, a huge advantage due to their finances. And get at that top table now would set either club up for a long, long time. So it's a, it's a huge game. It, it definitely is. Just before we finish today, I just want to ask you your prediction for the game. I guess you're both going to be confident and, and see your side winning. Um, so we'll start with you on this one, Simeon. I'm going to go 2-2 in normal time. Uh, Naki Wells will inevitably score against us again, probably set up by Aaron Moy. Uh, Jan Kermigan will find a goal or two for us. And I think Reading will edge it on penalties. I'm going for 2-0 town. <laughs> Don't know why, yeah, but... but... I'm going to Null Town. It's probably going to backfire. 
every time I do a score prediction, it backfires, but hopefully not, because I've said on my Twitter, I'm going to, if town do go up, I'm going to shave all my hair off for charity. <laughs> so, <laughs> knowing my <laughs> luck, we will we will win and go up, but if not, it, blame it on the score prediction. <laughs> If you can't be confident now, you 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 know this is the time to dream. And both teams have had exceptional seasons, and and they both deserve to be in this playoff final. And although it's the one that the media and the neutrals may not have wanted, I still think it's going to be a very interesting game. And the two managers at the helm as well, both young, exciting managers, it's going to be great to see which one does get into the Premier League. But before before we wrap the podcast, if you just like to tell people where they could reach you or sort of what sides you're involved in, that'll be a good time. I'm uh, Box Royal on Twitter at Box Royal on Twitter. And I'm also assistant editor for the Tilehurst End blog. Uh, it's a Reading website, and we also have a YouTube channel. Um, we talk about Reading. We do a little bit of other stuff, but it's mostly Reading. Uh, a lot of tactics, analysis, uh, news, opinion pieces, and there's a really good piece up on the website at the moment analysing Huddersfield's Gagan pressing. So go have a read. Yeah, um, I'm Ben. I do vlogs on YouTube, which is called Terriers TV. Um, I'm cutting about 1,200 subscribers, which is absolutely great. My Twitter is at TV underscore YT. Check out some of my polls and you'll see all my videos come up there. And I also have Facebook, which is TerriusTVYT. Yeah, well, my, my uh, Twitter handle is at JakeJuggle2Ns. Uh, I just want to thank both uh, Simeon and Ben for coming on today and wish them both the best of luck for Monday. It's going to be a great game. And I just want to thank all you guys for listening as well. We hope you keep listening to the Championship Roundtable. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.